Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar and keys. She recently completed a crowdfunding campaign for an EP she will be releasing shortly. This is episode 62, and she is today becoming just the third guest to appear twice on this show. You have been hearing one of her songs entitled Crime Scene. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, someone I like to consider a friend of the show, Elena. Hi, Bruce. Elena, great. I'm great. Welcome back. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk to you again. Um, When you were last on the show, it was December. Specifically, that was episode 46, which came out on Christmas Eve. And we we were doing the old soft shoe then, because as much as I kept pressing you to give us some kind of exclusive, you weren't quite ready to spill the beans yet. And, and listeners, if you didn't hear that episode yet, I do encourage you to, to be sure to go back and check out my first interview with Elena on NHTE 46. You'll hear uh, what a good sport she was being there with uh, the little bit of pressure that I was applying. But so now you can say it, Elena, you pretty much knew what lay ahead at that point, but the the time just wasn't right. Uh, and and the, the reason I'm bringing all this up, the point I want to make is, or should I say, the point I want you to make is there does have to be a strategy and timing is important no matter how much excitement, excitement might try to whisper in someone's ear, hey, just go ahead and start telling people the news. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, without, without, we're going to drill down into some of the details, but uh, tell the listeners what what this is that I'm referring to that that you have now made public that you weren't quite ready to talk about in December. Sure, it was um, a Kickstarter campaign, which is a crowdfunding campaign to help fund a new EP. Yeah, and we're going to talk with Elena a lot about that because again, there's a strategy, you know, of when you announce certain things and of. When you launch a Kickstarter campaign, she'll talk about the duration of those things, and and obviously we've talked about them on prior episodes with other guests, but as I mentioned to a guest recently, although some of these questions sound like they become repetitious after a while, you're always going to get something, listeners, from hearing a different guest give different answers to what sounds like a repetitive question, and thus it always uh, prevents, or, or I'm sorry, I should say provides a learning opportunity. But actually, Elena, let's do one piece of housekeeping here because as you know from having been on the show before, I usually like to start off by having the guest talk about the song we played during the intro. Now, actually, Crime Scene was the song we closed with when you were on episode 46, but I'm going to have you talk about it again today anyways, because as much as a songwriter gets into a normal rhythm about what they say about certain songs, same thing. You never know when some nugget might pop out on a particular interview they're doing. So go ahead. There are, there are listeners that are going to want to go back and compare what you said about this song at the end of episode 46 with what you might want to say about it today. So tell the listeners about Crime Scene. Sure. Um, Crime Scene is a song I wrote with my um, co-writer, Adam Kowal. And he had this idea originally. He was really inspired by the song Better Dig 2 by the band Perry. And I also love that song. We're really big fans of the band Perry and what they do is just awesome. And, uh, he came home from work with this idea and was like, what do you think? And I looked at it and I was like, you are brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I have to write this song. (laughs) So, um, we worked on, uh, a lot of the lyrics that he had started and I put some, I put the music to it 
and um, it just came to fruition. And it's been um, one of probably my most well-known songs, um, including around Nashville. And that's kind of a song that people refer to me for. Awesome. And and so you're okay with that? You're okay with being associated as, oh, that's the girl with, with that song? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I love the song. It's probably one of my favorite that I've ever written. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, you said something in there that I'd like you to kind of expand on a little more because you said that it was upon listening to a song by the band Perry and you said he was influenced by it. But I want you to kind of really just give the listeners some distinction between what happens when a songwriter is influenced by hearing another song, yet you're still then faced with the challenge of, well, it influenced me, but I obviously can't mimic that song. So how do you do that? Right. And that's, that's funny because I don't, if anyone keeps up with, you know, stuff that's going on in the music business, there's been, you know, lawsuit issues that have come up with, um, blurred lines, um, with a Marvin Gaye song. And so that's a, you know, it's just been really discussed around Nashville recently, but with, you know, writing a new song, we're, we're just really, I think we were just really influenced by the style that they do and the way that they write their lyrics and just the sound. And for me as an artist, I love really in your face songs that just, um, just rock in rock and sound and in your face kind of lyrics. You know, I want to write songs that are very real and just put the truth out there. And we just thought that better day too. Um, it's just a really, really great song because it just says things in such a different way. And we wanted to kind of do the same thing with Crime Scene, too. Now, when you say you really are all about songs that are in your face, can a ballad, can a love song be in your face, even though it's not rocking, per se? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so. I think, um, for me, telling the truth is just really important. I just want to, you know be as real as I possibly can. And you can do that with lyrics, even if the the music and the melody might not be so slamming in your face, rocking, you know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be the most up-tempo song to still accomplish the impact that you want it to. Right. And so similarly, they, similarly then, obviously, you would say that it doesn't have to be a song that is truth it could be a fictional song but still have a pretty profound impact yes yes absolutely you know actually thinking about that you can think about the song merry-go-round by casey musgraves and the music to it is really great it's really nice and she just really puts the truth out there um you know compare it to like baggage claim by miranda lambert and that's still just totally putting it out there and that's got a rocking kind of feel so yeah that's great i, I like uh, i like the, the the examples that you're citing and obviously listeners if you know those songs you're appreciating what elaine is referring to and if not it would be a good case study to go and listen to those two songs so you can get a better sense for for what she's referring to so anyhow elena you are presently in the studio working on a new ep that we're going to be talking about here in a minute but first Congratulations on, on a successful crowdfunding campaign. Uh, check it out, listeners. Elena raised, and you can still look this up online, so that's where I pulled this from. <laughs> I'm not telling anything out of school because it's the, the page is still there even though it's over with. Elena raised $9,450 with 155 backers in approximately 30 days, which is what made it possible for her to now be in the studio recording. So, Elena, as I said, congratulations, and, and talk about those approximately 30 days and, and what I'm sure was some real anxiety <laughs> that you must have dealt with during that time. Yeah, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, it was just really fun. I took a couple months to plan the whole thing because I had to sit down and be like, okay, well, first off, you know, I want to know where am I going to record and just basic things like that. And then what am I going to do for rewards? What am I going to offer? You know, what can I give back to everyone? And also um, thinking about the Kickstarter video. The Kickstarter video is actually really important, 
you know, because it's probably like the first thing people are going to see when they pull up the campaign. So then I had to go and um, find someone to do the video and do that. And um, it was just really, really fun. Um, it's kind, it's kind of time consuming. You need to, you know, post about it, you know, every day or almost every other day, and make sure people are aware of what you're doing. But I just can't get over how amazing, you know, the fans are. They just came together and rallied, uh, rallied for this campaign for me, and they're just totally so into it and tweeting about it and posting about it. And it's just amazing to me. Like I, I feel so lucky. I feel so blessed that they just wanted to hear this new music, you know, themselves. Yeah, that's outstanding. And and I like that you talked about how much preparation time went into it because obviously doing a crowdfunding campaign is not something that you think about one day and then launch the next day. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot of planning um, you have to be really, really detailed, you know. But I know that there are, and, and I'm asking you to to give advice to speak to to the group that I'm going to refer to. I know there are people out there that sit back and watch people like yourselves do crowdfunding campaigns, and they say to themselves, "I wonder if I would be successful if I did one. I wonder if if people would actually donate to my project." So, what advice do you have for them, Elena? How do they get from sitting there? worrying and wondering to actually going ahead and launching one, convincing themselves that, that, that they should try it? Okay. Um, I guess that would depend on what kind of project you're launching because Kickstarter, Kickstarter can do a lot of different projects, not just music, you know, TV, uh, uh, books, films, comics, and food, just all sorts of different things. So I guess that would depend on what your project is and... Um, well, let's let's take it strictly from a music only standpoint. If there's a musician that is listening to you, and oh no, <laughs> yeah, because you know, it, well, in other words, um, you know, can a person start off by looking at their social media following and, and and make the decision simply based on how many followers they have on Twitter and how many likes they have on Facebook, or 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 don't let that be your only factor? Uh, I wouldn't let that be your only factor. I mean. I only have like 3,500 likes, likes on Facebook, you know, but I mean, I only had 155 backers, you know, mm, like I have a hundred thousand, I have 130,000 Twitter followers, but I only have 155 backers. Plus all the backers are going to be different amounts. So different people are going to pledge higher. Different people are going to pledge lower. So I, I would say not necessarily, but I mean, I guess you have to kind of feel out like how strong, the support is from mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and yeah. how passionately they feel about your music as well. Yeah. And so this is some, this is not something that someone that is an absolute beginner should venture into because they do have to have spent some time developing their following is what you're saying. Yeah. And the relationship with the following. Yeah. Uh, in other words, um, maybe more so quality than quantity. Yes. 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 Very much so. Well, did you ever get to a point during the campaign where you thought either A, oh no, I'm not going to make it, or or B, the complete opposite? Heck, this is going good. I should have set a higher goal. Um, I tried to remain positive the whole time. I didn't really ever think, oh, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to make it, because I was very confident in the campaign and confident in my following um, but it was really funny because I had a couple, um, false pledges during the time, which was kind of confusing. Um, there was a pledge to my campaign. I was about $3,000 in and somebody random on kickstarter.com pledged $10,000 huh. and I had never met them before. And I don't want to, you know, say, oh, well this can't happen, you know, cause I mean, it's very possible that it could. You know, there are some people out there that are just looking to donate to campaigns. Mm-hmm. But I, I was looking into their profile and I was seeing that they were pledging to other ones. Like within 20 minutes, they pledged to like four or five more. Oh, my. And I was like, okay, this is kind of sketch, you know. Yeah. So I contacted Kickstarter and they sent me an email back and they were like, you are correct for <laughs> for finding this user suspicious. This person has a history of... Um, uh, false pledges and chargebacks 
and wow. they refused the pledge. So yeah, so it was a little, it was it was kind of sketch. And then I had later on, it was around six thousand. Someone pledged a thousand dollars, and then I reached, I reached a certain point, and they took it away. Hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> wow, wow. But I was like, you know what? We're still going to make it, you know, even under these false pledges. Like, I still have faith that we're going to do it. And we did. So I am very, very excited and fortunate that we did. Yeah. And thank you for going into such great detail because as many times as we have talked about crowdfunding with other guests on, on a lot of the past episodes, no one has ever given stories, examples that specific. And, and the fact that this sort of, dare me if, if I may use a word that might be a little too strong, but the fact that this sort of fraud goes on on Kickstarter is alarming. And again, getting back to those people who might be considering launching one, you know, you don't want to not do one just because of the story that Elena just told, but you need to know that that sort of behavior exists out there. And, and, and hats off to you, Elena, for, you know, for seeing a red flag and saying, I need to investigate this. As much as it would be great news, this seems a little too good to be true, I guess. Thank you. Yeah. And it's so funny because, like, I was contacting some of the other people that that guy that pledged $10,000, um, I contacted some of the other people that he pledged to, and we were all talking about it. And we're like, and we're like, is this real? Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was kind of sad because some people, they had their whole project taken down. Like Kickstarter, oh unfortunately, had to suspend it. But I was oh. really lucky that I caught it, and I still had like two weeks left, so that's good. Yeah. So. It, it happens, but I wouldn't let it deter you from that. Um, I read about a story, I can't remember what it was, like in 2013 about somebody that pledged money to 150 different projects and Whoa. they were getting rewards sent to them and then they would charge back the money. Whoa. So people, like losing money. So it, it could have been, it wow. could have been like that, but yeah. I'm very lucky. <laughs> so now that you're done with it and, and, you're, and you're off to the recording aspect uh of of this whole journey at any point did you look back and say i probably should have set my goal a little bit higher because uh i forgot to account for insert expense here or or do you think you did a pretty good job of being accurate in terms of how much you are going to need to to cover the the different uh aspects that are involved in this and i'm talking about it's not just recording but you know there's a uh, promotional costs there's some people will factor in things like touring or merchandising or, or whatever the case is are you satisfied with with the level that you set or or have you second guessed yourself at all even though you right. did reach your goal yeah i had to factor in things like the t-shirts you know that are in the rewards and the photo shoot and you know the cd release venue um as of right now i think i did a good job because i I factored in like the max amount that I would need for each of those. And so I think it's going pretty good as of right now. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Elena. Visit her official website at www.elenasmusic.com. Don't miss that S in there. She is active on social media too, of course, as you've been hearing. On her website, there are icons to click on to link over to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Also follow Elena online so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when. And as she talked about back on episode 46, find her online also to learn more about free songs that she gives away. Uh, I said free, not three is in the number. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's still spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So, Elena, just to segue into talking about the new EP as we come out of this discussion about Kickstarter, you actually had a fan-voted song process for this new EP. Talk about that. I did. 
Um, that was really awesome. I'm really glad that I did it. I love being in Nashville and being able to go to different workshops and, and learn about business and, you know, what you can do as an artist. And one of the things that I've heard suggested is doing a fan voted song the next time, you know, you put out a CD. And I've always thought that that was a really good idea. I've heard about it. I've never actually seen anyone do it. So I was like, well, I'm just going to try it. Why not? You know? And so I created a survey listing a whole bunch of my original songs and I sent it out to everyone on my email list and I gave them a certain amount of time where they could pick their top three and then they sent it back and I tallied the results and we got a fan voted song for the EP that's going to go on there. Okay, so I'm somebody that really likes to drill down into specifics and and hopefully use it as a teaching moment for the listeners that are saying, well, how specifically, what what if I want to try that? So for openers, when you say you sent out a survey, did you just type it into the body of your email, these are the songs, or did you actually use, say, like SurveyMonkey or some sort of uh, program that already exists out there for doing surveys? Yeah, that's exactly it. I went and used SurveyMonkey.com and created my own survey with it. Okay, and so... Was it just a case of hopefully these people know these songs that I'm referring to or they'll go look for them themselves or did you have links to the songs or maybe a built-in player in the email that they could listen to it right there? How did, how did, how did that aspect get handled? All the songs that were on the survey were on my YouTube channel. And so um, I figured that a lot of the songs had been heard before from my followers, but just in case I put a link next to each song that links to the YouTube video. So just in case like they needed to go back and hear it again and refresh their many memory, they were able to just click the link and do that. Awesome. And I, I love the answer. This is another one of those cases of where sometimes I'll ask a guest a question and it sounds like we had it set up in advance when in fact <laughs> she had, Elena had no idea I was going to ask her that. And as a host, you sit there and you think, boy, I hope she gives me an answer that makes me look good. Because if she says, well, common sense, Bruce, I mean, you know, come on. It's 2015. People know how to go and find songs if they need to. So, uh, so thank you for, for giving a good answer. But that's, you know, but that, that is an important detail to point out because if you just assume people have heard these songs or people are going to know where to go get them and you don't put any sort of links, even though you said they're mostly on my YouTube channel, well, if you don't even put a link even just to your YouTube channel in general, people are still going to say, well, where do I even begin to find these? So good, good for you that, that you were that detailed on it. Uh, so let's go ahead. Let's, let's hear more about the actual EP itself then. Um, you know, whatever details you can give, maybe where you're recording it, who you're working with, uh, does it have a title or perhaps a working title? Just any of those kind of details. Sure. Well, um, the fan voted song ended up being crime scene. So that is going to be a definite track on it. Um, there's going to be five more and I've chosen to record at beard music group. And it's a studio over near Berry Hill here in Nashville. And I love the studio. I've worked there before. I've done a couple demos there before. And I just love the way that they've turned out. Um, When I go in there, it's just always a really great positive experience. And everyone's super nice. And the the musicians are just outstanding. So I picked there. And um, right now we're finishing up. We're We're in the mixing process. And it's going to be kind of like a a rockier, grittier sound, like country pop rock. Um, And I'm just like really, really excited. Self-produced or is there a producer you're working with that you want to mention? Uh, It's mostly self-produced with the help of Larry Beard. Larry Beard uh, owns a studio. He plays acoustic guitar on all the sessions and uh, did the charts for the songs. Okay, and and Elena mentioned uh, that Crime Scene was the fan-voted song, and that is the one, of course, that we played at the beginning of today's show. And as I mentioned at that point, it's the one that we played in its entirety at the end of episode 46. So as much listeners as I always want you to go and listen to other episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, if you don't want to have to listen to the entire interview just to hear that song in its entirety, then here you go. This is even more incentive for you to watch for when Elena's EP comes out so you can just have access to it then. Uh, is there, Elena, a title for the EP yet, or maybe a working title, or is it still a little too soon, too soon for that? Um, it is a little too soon for that. Okay. 
And is there a release date yet or, or is it too soon for that? I have an estimated date. I'm not sure yet. I don't want to throw it out there because I don't want to say something and then like it's not ending up going to be that, but it's probably going to be early to mid-May. Okay. Okay. That's, that narrows things down enough. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus, we zoom in a little closer on that from two weeks ago. The audience can be your best advocate. Encourage the audience without overdoing it, ideally on your break not necessarily announcing it over the microphone, to put in a good word for you, especially if it's your first time performing somewhere, so that they can let the management and staff know how much they're enjoying your music. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Now, I know that you're already starting to think about, and and again, listeners, this is for those of you that are musicians who are maybe going to be doing your first ever recording, Listen to the things that Elena's working on that sound like they're down the road, but yet she's already working on them now. What I'm referring to specifically is, Elena, I know that you're going to, uh, at some point, do a CD release party in Nashville. Right. Yep. So are there any details that, that you can share about that yet, even though I, I'm, I know at this point you're thinking about it, but it's you know probably not etched in stone, but anything that you can tell the listeners about, about what will happen CD release party-wise? Yes, um, we are looking at a couple different venues and trying to secure a date right now. It's really we're really really close to figuring it out, but it's going to be full band. And my friend Chris Top, who also has a podcast um, called the Chris Top Program on iHeartRadio, he's going to be emceeing the event. And um, my friends, the Springs, they're a duo. Uh, they are engaged male female duo and um they are going to be opening for me uh they're just going to do a short like probably 15 20 minute acoustic set yeah nice and they're they're really really great friends of mine um they just recently opened up for Kelly Clarkson at the Wild Horse Saloon wow and Dustin Lynch and they're just really really wonderful people i've really enjoyed like getting to know them and having our friendship grow and they're they're just um, willing to help anyone that needs help in the business. They're just really really sweet, and I'm excited to have them as part of the CD release party. Well, and that says a lot about you that it's your event, yet you're not worried about someone else, quote unquote, stealing the spotlight. And and listeners, when you do go back and listen to episode 46, you'll hear that that came out very much that that's the type of supportive person that that Elena is as a musician. Uh, going out and supporting others in Nashville. And, and so good for you that you're not afraid uh, to put someone else on stage before yourself. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that that's part of what it is. I mean, I think we're all in it to help each other, you know. Or or, or at least should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, can you talk about CD release parties in Nashville in general? Are, are they difficult to get people to come to? Do they happen so frequently that there's practically one every week? How How, how will you promote your CD release party so that you do get attention for it? Um, I'm going to be promoting the crap out of it. <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> um, I really would love to get as many people there as possible. I wish that I could bring all my followers there to the show with me because I know so I've got some international followers. So um, one thing I'm going to be doing is a live Ustream for the whole show so wow. everyone can be able to see that we're yeah, wow. we're but live so all everyone on Twitter and everyone can can watch it. So fantastic. That and I'm going to be like making posters and just, you know, spreading the word and trying to get as many industry people as possible there cuz that's a really big goal of mine as well. You know, uh, as kind of turn heads, you know. Sure, sure, but 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 how is is that a case of easier said than done as I mentioned? It, it I would think that CD release parties happen very, very, very frequently in Nashville. Is is that the case or no? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's so many artists here. 
Sure. But uh, is it is it difficult to get people to come to them because there are so many of them, or is it just a case-by-case basis? It depends on how many people you know, uh, the planet's being aligned, it's a good date, I have a big following, those types of things. Yeah, I think it's a case-by-case basis. Um, I went to, I mean, I've been going to a you know, few showcases for a friend of mine that he's been put on and he's, he's produced by Michael Knox and Michael Knox produces Jason Aldean. And, um, so they have a lot of pool. So they've been able to get a lot of, you know, label people out and he just recently signed a deal with Sony. Wow. So yeah. So they've got, you know, a lot of pool and it's, I think it is a case by case basis, but you know, I, I intend on working very hard to do my best. Well, I you think, know, as many people out as possible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what what everybody who knows you would would certainly expect. Have you talked to anyone or been to any CD release parties, or or maybe a combination of the two, where you've learned any lessons about what not to do for for a CD release party? Um, I guess the only thing that I've learned from that is just to get the word out as much. I think what not to do would be like to not tell anybody about it, <laughs> you know, cause I've been to some release parties that like, there was like no promotion and then they, and then they were like, Oh, I wish I would have like promoted this more. <laughs> mm, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that kind of goes back to, I, I think I did this as a Bruce's bonus segment one time on a previous episode, you know, it goes back to the idea of people put things on Facebook and they think that that's kind of the be all end all. And they stand up there on stage and they look and there's five people in the place and, you know, the, the club owner will say, what happened? Where's your following? I, I don't know. I, I put it on Facebook, you know, and, th- and that can't be the only route that you go in terms of promoting it. Yeah. I mean, it takes more than one post. More than one post and more than one social media channel. Right. Like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, your mailing list is a really big deal for that type of thing. But just talk about the, the, the mentality, though, because you have to, I, I imagine, you have to wrestle probably, Elena, with, gee, I really need to promote this like crazy, just like when you're doing a crowdfunding campaign. But boy, I sure don't want to turn anybody off and have them say, boy, oh boy, every time I get on Facebook, every time I get on Twitter, she's talking about her CD release party. We get it already. We know you're having one. So that, that <laughs> has to be a real fine line, I imagine, that, that you need to, to try to walk, yes? Yes, for sure. I mean, I don't... That's the thing. You're right. I don't want to like spam anybody or like annoy the heck out of anybody that no one wants to come. But at the same time, I mean, you've got to get it out there, you know, and maybe another way to do it would be to get other people to talk about it. You know, if you could be like, well, I'll give you, you know, like kind of like a street team, I'll give you like a street team, like I'll give you some merch, you know, if you help me, you know, spread the word about this event. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a that's a great suggestion, and it's you know it's a case of where I, I, I'm kind of reading between the lines. If you're you, you have to put your head down on the pillow at night and, and say to yourself, "Look, I really tried my best to not annoy people with how much I put out there, but at the same time, I have to be able to feel like I did do everything I could to try to ensure that there's going to be a good turnout." Right. Yep. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Elena. Visit her official website at www.elenasmusic.com. As I said before, don't miss the S in there, elenasmusic.com. She is active on social media, too. On her website, there are icons you can click on to link over to Elena on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. As I suggested before, also follow her so you can stay on top of where she's performing live and when, as well as the details of the release of her new EP, and for that matter, of the CD release party. Maybe you're listening from somewhere in the greater Nashville area, or you're planning a trip there during May. If the two coincide, then there you go. Uh, You can make plans to be there. And as she talked about back on episode 46, find her online also to learn more about free songs that she gives away. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's now, H-E-A-R, this, dot B-I-Z. And sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, uh, people who are in their car a lot, people who work out, people who spend a lot of time on airplanes, people who walk for fitness. These are all examples of people that 
would probably love to be told about a podcast that they can listen to during those times. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week. It downloads automatically every time a new episode comes out. If you are a new listener to the show, please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment and not just number 46. There's been a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So, Elena, you've got some shows coming up. Let's see, April 25th at the National Cornbread Festival in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. May 8th at the Commodore Grill in Nashville. May 12th at the Sutler in Nashville. Uh, Of course, I've been telling the listeners to watch your website and social media for when and where to see you live. Are there any other shows being worked on that you might be able to to tip them off to at, at this point? And I guess for that matter, are you going to focus on just promoting the new EP in your area, or will you venture outside Tennessee to do some shows also? Um, I think I'll probably um, stick with Tennessee. And I have a couple different ideas for this EP. I'm hoping that we can get rolling, so I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and that's about it for the shows, I think, that you've got down. And, and you, you talked before about, uh, I'll probably make some posters. You talked about the Kickstarter campaign that you ran. Are you doing this all yourself when you're, when we're talking about these shows that, that might be added to the schedule? Is this all being booked by you? Yes, absolutely everything. (laughs) Absolutely everything that you are seeing is run by me. I do not have a label. I do not have a manager. Sometimes my co-writer, Adam, helps me out with stuff when things get a little overwhelming. But yeah, I've been doing everything, um, creating the Kickstarter, ordering the merchandise, designing my webpage, booking shows, writing songs, recording the EP, so, yeah, most of this is being done by me, myself, and I. Well, <laughs> and uh, the, the staff of three, as, as I like to call it. And, and, and that's why, you know, you're, you're just a, a textbook guest for this show because you're having a lot of success doing it, but you're someone that doesn't have this team of 15 people around you that are doing everything, and all you're doing is singing and writing songs. So I think it's it's a great learning opportunity for the listeners who are musicians and songwriters and, and artists to, to hear from you about there's a whole bunch of hats that you wear. Right. Yep. You know, sometimes I do wish I had, you know, a couple more people to help me out, but I really believe that, you know, things are going really well right now and there's going to become a point where everything's going to break and I'm going to have a big breakthrough here. And I, I really believe truly that it's going to happen very soon. So I'm just going to keep working hard and maintain a positive attitude as much as possible. As much as everybody would like to have a big team around them, it certainly costs money to have that team. So, you know, you can only, as we talked about before, you can do a Kickstarter campaign and say, well, I'm going to include in there, uh, the merchandise, as you said, or, uh, shipping things out depending on what the prize levels are at different levels. But eventually it could become this Kickstarter campaign that has such a massive goal that people might be intimidated just looking at it and saying, well, you know, my, my $10 isn't, isn't going to help her. So uh, that might in, in fact turn people away, but um, you know, you're, you're doing everything right. You know, you're, you're, you're a real pro. And, and we talked about another uh, interesting item about Elena listeners is back on episode 46 and um, kind of crazy that I can remember these random facts, but <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, Elena, but I think you said that at the beginning of 2014, you had 9,000 Twitter followers. And at the end of 2014, you had 109,000. So you talk about a girl that's working hard to build up her following. And, and those are, those are all legit that, you know, we've talked before in the show that you should never pay uh, to, to buy followers, uh, you know, on Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, whatever. So, you know, that that's someone that's working hard, if, if, if I have those numbers correct, Elena? Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, to wear all those different hats, and, and I, I do have to imagine that, you, you, you as you said, there's optimism. You're, you're seeing results. You see a Kickstarter campaign get fully funded. You see your Twitter followers go up. You know, okay, I'm wearing a lot of hats, but I think I'm doing something right here. Yeah, I mean, I I do think it is paying off. I mean, last year, um, 
I, I was posting YouTube videos every single week. And I've taken a break from that right now because I'm concentrating on recording. So as soon as I'm done, I'm going to kick back into the video mode. But for all those videos that I was posting last year, um, I was contacted for a gig in Georgia. Like wow. a wow. three-day gig. Like it wow. was a thing. It was like the biggest farm show in the southeast apparently and they found me online because i had all these videos up there and this you know the person in charge of the event was literally searching online up and coming female country artists because she's like i'm sick of all these guys <laughs> she wanted a female and so she found my stuff apparently i came up second in the google search Wow. And she saw all these videos and stuff that I had posted, and so then she contacted me, and that's how I got this gig. And it was a big gig, and so that was, you know, another, you know, another, um, yeah, another example of of the benefits yeah. of of hard work, and and you know, it it also testifies to. I've talked extensively, whether it's on this show or just with clients of mine. We all hear the expression, "You never know who might be there," meaning you never know who might be at your show. And here's a case of where you were posting those. Did you say every day or every week? Every week, you're posting those every week, and you're hoping and assuming that that the fans are watching them regularly. But in fact. Lo and behold, this this is who else could be out there watching it that it turns into something like that. Right, exactly. And then I had a gig a couple months ago. It was at the Clarksville Rotary Club. It was just about an hour and a half from from Nashville. And I played there, and it was just a really great experience. And someone heard me there and now wants me to sing at the Lipscomb University graduation on April 10th from that gig. So everything is connected. You know, it's really cool to see it unfold like that. Yeah, I love it. And, and this, this episode may become required listening for people that I talk to one-on-one in the future who, who need to hear further testimonies about these types of things, about, you know, you never know who might be at your show, or, you know, why would I go and perform at a rotary meeting? Well, here you go. Here's an example here of, of something big that came of it, because you never do know who might be there, or in the case of the, the previous example, you never know who might be watching your YouTube channel. Uh, and, and speaking of the fan interactions that you do, we're talking about YouTube, but I know that you've even done a Skype session with a fan. Oh, yeah, I've done many Skype sessions <laughs> with fans. <laughs> Just just talk about those a little bit. How have fans gotten the chance to do a Skype session with you? Uh, how long do they last? Do you do you play a song for them? Do you just sit and chat? Um, I don't know. Like most of the time, it's just kind of random. Like I had somebody last year; it was their birthday, and I just contacted them and I was like, "Hey, do you want to Skype for your birthday?" And so we did, and that was just about a half an hour. And then I Skyped with a girl not too long ago, and that was about an hour. Wow. And I guess it was just kind of random. And I think I have a reward on my Kickstarter campaign, actually. One of the rewards was a Google Plus Hangout or Skype call from me. And so I've got somebody on there, so I'll be doing that pretty soon with them. And what was – you mentioned something earlier about a photo shoot. Was there a a photo shoot that was a – a uh, Kickstarter um, uh, reward or or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. I have an autograph photo as one of the rewards. Okay, like okay. And these Skype these Skype sessions are are they expecting you to play a song for them? Do you not do it? Do you do it if they ask? How, how do you how do you handle that? Um, I've never been asked but if well actually that's not true someone asked me that i mean if they if they ask me then i will do it yeah that's no problem Mm -hmm. well the last time we had you on you were about to do a show via stageit.com so i'm wondering how did that go and will you be doing any more of those because to me that kind of falls under the umbrella of, of fan interaction also oh yeah i had a couple in the past few months they went really really well um, it was a lot of fun. The only thing that's kind of weird is like I'm used to playing live and then like, hearing a crowd reaction or applause <laughs> afterwards, and it's kind of weird because you're sitting there and you're like looking at your computer, like oh, <laughs> the end. <laughs> song. <laughs> but um, it was really fun, and I'll probably do one soon after all the CD and CD release party stuff is over because I would love to do that again. 
Well, and I think it's a really good reaction. But on a similar note, though, you mentioned that your CD release party will end up being streamed. And we also talked about the fact that you wear all these different hats. So you're just adding even more to your plate. I'm, I'm thinking of the logistics that are going to go into being the host of your CD release party, meaning, okay, here I am. I have to shake hands and kiss babies and play music. But on top of it, I also have to look into the fact that there's going to be a live stream. I have to be conscious of it on stage so that maybe I say hello to those people once in a while. But is is that something at least that maybe you'll hand off to someone and say, can you just kind of look after the live stream for me, I hope? Yeah, yeah, I think definitely I'll hand off you know, however I do it, my phone or my laptop or whatever. Yeah. And then I've got to um, think about like band rehearsals and getting everyone together for that. So then there's that and I'm excited. It's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be a big event and I can't wait for it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, then lastly, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Flight Risk. Uh, But if you would, Elena, take the listeners inside that song. Sure. Um, this was a song I also wrote with my co-writer, Adam Kowal. Um, he's the guy I wrote Crime Scene with. We write a lot together. And this is really funny because, like, we are both big fans of Taylor Swift. And we, for some reason, thought it would be a good idea to um, take the first song off of every, of every album of hers. Actually, no, it was the first single. And... Um, take one phrase out of it and then write a song. So we took mine, her song mine from the speak now album. And there's a phrase in there. So she says, I was a flight risk with a fear of fallen. So we took, you know, the phrase flight risk and wrote a song about it. And so that's actually how that song came to be. <laughs> that's neat. That's neat. And, that, and that's why I like to have the guests tell those kind of stories. It, it again, kind of harkens back to the beginning of the show when you talked about hearing a song by the band Perry and being influenced by it. And in this, in this case, same thing, only different, if, if, that, makes any, if that makes any sense. But, but that's, that's really interesting, and uh, I'm sure that the listeners will, will want to keep that story in mind now as, as they get ready to listen when we play the song. But, Elena, thanks so much again. Uh, you know, you're, you're juggling so much there, and, and you're so busy, but... Uh, I, I, th- I think everyone would agree that you are obviously headed for big things. So so congratulations on, on all that you've done so far and, and just continued best wishes with everything as you go forward with this EP, with the release party, and, and just everything after that. I, I know that uh, we're going to continue to hear a lot more from Elena. Thank you so much, Bruce. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Um, thank you for this interview. I had a lot of fun, and I'm really excited about everything. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Like I said, I consider you a friend of the show. You're supportive of it, and, and that means a lot to me. So uh, we will continue to stay in touch on and off the air. Uh, and in the meantime, I will close the show, as always, by formally thanking my guest today. We welcomed back Nashville-based singer-songwriter Elena. Do be sure to check out her website, www.elenasmusic.com and of course as i've said engage with her on social media it does help her if you go ahead and like her facebook page follow her on twitter follow her on instagram subscribe to her youtube channels and like her videos on there and of course watch for details of where and when she's performing live as well as the information about purchasing her new ep for that matter tell her that you heard her interview and her music on now hear this entertainment And don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud, which is just like subscribing. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter, and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel, all on nowhearthis.biz, or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording the show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Elena. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Flight Risk. Flight Risk. 
got more than one reason to be feeling suspicious when out of nowhere he starts breaking promises doesn't let you anywhere near his phone and always takes a strange call in another room the lies keep piling up still you ignore your gut let me tell you the truth cause I was there once too he's a flight risk looking to leave he'll take you for a ride then he'll crush your dreams he's a heartbreak you're gonna regret if you're hoping it's love don't hold your breath you think you're safe in his arms till he tears your world apart right now it may be hard to believe this but he's a flight risk Now you're wasting time trying to convince yourself There's nothing wrong and he'll always be around Yeah, at first he bought your roses just to reel you in But lately he's been acting like you don't exist There's a distance in his eyes Better say goodbye, it's not worth the pain He ain't gonna change Cause he's a flight risk Looking to leave, he'll take you for a ride, then he'll crush your dreams. He's a heartbreak, you're gonna regret if you're hoping it's love. Don't hold your breath, you think you're safe in his arms till he tears your world apart. Right now it may be hard to believe this, but he's a flight risk. He'll take you high, then you'll crash in. He's just stringing you along Don't care if you get hurt Leave before it gets worse Ah, he's a flight risk Looking to leave He'll take you for a ride Then he'll crush your dreams He's a heartbreak You're gonna regret you're hoping it's love don't hold your breath you think you're safe in his arms till he tears your world apart right now it may be hard to believe this but he's a flight risk yeah oh he's a flight risk